Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hotep, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Awakening uh, Universal Minds. I'm your host, uh, Beniti Amon Ray, also known as Brother Michael. Also got my other two brothers with me tonight, Ravana Noon, Sargidi. Um, tonight we have a special guest with us this evening, so we're going to do a completely different format tonight. Um, we have the privilege of having with us this evening, and I say the privilege because he's an extremely busy man. Um, Dr. Delwood Blair is with us this evening. Um, and for all of those that don't know Dr. Blair, um, you're, you're in for definitely in for a treat. You're going to be getting a lot of information tonight. We're going to talk about a, uh, the uh, pineal gland and a few other topics related to it. Um, so that's the format we're going to have tonight. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to bring in uh, Dr. Delbert Blair. Dr. Delbert Blair, are you there? Well, Marcy, I surely am. I thank you for the introduction, and it's a pleasure being on your show. Thank you. No, it's a pleasure to have you here, and we appreciate you coming on. And We know you're extremely busy. Um, but what I would like you to do for those, you've been around an extremely long time, if you, can, if you can give, you know, a background about yourself and what it is you do to those who may not be familiar with you. Wow. Well, that just shows, again, if they're not familiar with me, then I spent a lot of time on this earth and haven't reached a lot of people. So hopefully with your audiences, we'll bring in a few that maybe don't know, and those who don't know again. Um, I'm a college professor. Well, let's put it like this. I was trained in a Ph.D. in history, and black history was the one I chose. From that time on, I've done everything along that line plus. Uh, I'm also director of the Meta Center. The Meta Center is an institution here that we have where we hold lectures and sell a lot of products that we think are beneficial and needed. We sell monatomic gold, we sell diodes, we sell magnets, we have what we call Miracle 2000, Heart Miracle, we have cleaners for men, cleaners for women, we have male sex enhancers, and it just goes on and on. I didn't just get those. After 26 years, that's most of the time, most of the companies I've been with, 
I was trying to find products to make life easier. Wound up, began talking with the people and said, well, look, why don't you just distribute our products? And that's what I did. Also, I'm a contactee. That means I've met aliens. Or no, let, let me not do that because that's going to throw everything off. <laughs> I have met extraterrestrials. They were black. They performed for me over my house with three saucers for 45 minutes. I met them at a lecture. They read my mind, predicted the future, got me into metaphysics, saved my life twice, and then, of course, uh, that. I've been poisoned. My wife has been killed. My son has been killed, all because of what I do and what I know and the fact that I would not shut my mouth. And now, after that, I'm not fixing to shut my mouth. I believe this is a time for ascension on our planet. We got black, yellow, brown, red, and white. We can't get along on the surface. We know nothing about the inner world. Nothing about the outer world, not its real name. We don't understand weather machines. We don't understand chemtrails. We don't understand the vaccines that are being given. All these things I cover is just a matter of doing it in order and in consciousness where it makes some sense. Appreciate that. And if you could, Dr. Blair, before we, we get in, can you just give everybody your website um, and explain to them where they can um, get the products and, you know, the uh, downloads to your different videos and various lectures that you do, if you can just give everybody that website. Thank you. I hope they write this down, too, because it's a little spill to go with. It takes about two minutes. <laughs> the website is www.wideworldweb, of course, the Meta Center, and you push the number two dot com. You do not type in two. You push the number two. Other than that, if you type in my name or the Meta Center, which some of them already found maybe, you will get YouTube. YouTube steals from me. They have 38 sites, except for Rich Merritt in New York, all of them stolen from me. Most of them are black people have stolen from me. They do not give me credit. When you buy from them, you're helping them, not me. So if you push the number two, you go to my website. If you type in the number two or type in my name, you go to theirs. I hope that you will not go to my website because everything they have, I have, plus. And of course, plus our site is very unique. We, have, we download daily basis anything that comes into this really way out in metaphysical. You can look at our site and get it. Plus, we have over 70 different pictures of weird things. We've got a guy in 1890 walking down the street with a cell phone. We've got Baphomet with the Pope speaking underneath the picture of the goat god. We've got, well, as I said, it just goes on and on. And we've got one, which I want to get into a little bit more detail as we go into the show, that is absolutely unbelievable. Because okay. we just finished Black History Month and are about to go into what they now call Women's History Month. And I don't know why they had to separate all of that, but nevertheless, they take advantage of things if you buy products and stuff like that again. But with all of that in mind, we have something, and I'm going to maybe kind of drop this on the people a little bit later on. It's absolutely amazing if you remind me, because I want to make them hold on for this one, about the galaxies and the picture that we have about the galaxies up on our website. The number oh, yeah. we have at the, at the center is 708-422-6685. That's 708-422-6685, the 24-hour answering service. About four or five hours a day is absolutely manned. Other than that, you can leave messages anytime. So I don't think I can cover any more and still talk about me, and I give you, uh, I thank you for giving me the privilege of doing so. No, 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 we appreciate that. And, and again, I'll probably have to plug that in later because it's people constantly uh, – coming in and, and tune in. So I'll definitely I want to have you revisit that again later. And again, to everybody listening, that's very important. And it's it's something that I stress too. You know, we have a lot of the, the elders, especially Dr. Blair, that's been doing this for many years. And 
they they you know rely on the support that we can help them with. So when we're not supporting and, and going to other websites that's maybe taking the information for free, um, we we have to support our elders. Uh, something I don't want to get into now, but you know you look at uh, Dr. Ben right now. That's a whole other story. But we we have to make sure that our elders are taken care of, especially as we uh, approach these end times. So what I want to get into, what we're going to do, uh, we have a bunch of people. I see some people just listening online. I see a bunch of people on the call. I'll keep you in the queue. We want to first uh, have a, a, a brief discussion with Dr. Blair on this topic, and, and then we will open up for some questions in a little bit. But we want to kind of get into some information. We're going to interview him first a little bit, so get your questions ready. And as soon as we get to that point in the show, I'll open it up and I'll keep everybody in the queue. And we'll get to that point. But what I wanted to talk about, the big thing uh, that's going on, you know, monotonic gold is big now amongst the, the so-called uh, metaphysical conscious community. Um, now, our show, and the, and the reason why we appreciate you coming on, Dr. Blair, is because we, we focus more on the metaphysical aspect of things. And we, we're more on the, on the thing. We see a lot of the problem today. I mean, it's, and it's not to knock or discredit anybody, but we see within the conscious community today that, you know, it's great to have the history and we need the history. But the problem that we're seeing in the conscious community, we have to start taking some of this information that we're getting now and applying it and actually doing some of the work. So if you could get into a little bit exactly what is monatomic gold and, you know, a little bit in how it works. Monatomic gold is a very high vibrational uh, product. There are actually 28 different kinds of the monatomic gold that I carry. Hear that again. Not these two gold, the arms that somebody else is talking about. I carry have been using these products for 27 years, 26 and a half years. I'm going to round it off to 27. And we carry mainly five of them. I don't carry the whole line, too many to carry because I carry other products again. The gold itself is a high-vibing mineral. For years, centuries, people have used silver to, to kill germs, and it still works. But now they've mutated stuff, they got viruses, and silver would do nothing for a virus. So we carry the gold, platinum, indium, and stuff like that for those higher vibrations, and between both of them, we can get the job done. Monatomic gold also has a psychic tin to it. When we have the powder, that helps you to dream in color, remember your dreams, and get into the astral world. When you use a, what we call two things coming out now, and we're pushing those because if anyone is keeping up, and I'm sure your audience is, uh, we've got a lot of challenges going on here now on our planet, one of which is called the Ebola, and another which they're calling now the flu. Both of those are lies. It didn't come from the Ebola River. If you've heard some of the brothers over there tell you, that's all been manufactured. And, in fact, we go into a long time that both the United States and Russia, back in 70, um, 76 and 78, started working on secret projects. They still are doing that because they've got a certain research center where they're actually making things that can kill people. I call it germ warfare. But anyway, this particular one they release now, and we think it's not what they think it is, but we have things that will help it. So the company that makes the gold took three months, and they made something. It's called toxin therapy. Toxin therapy is for heavy metals. It's for fluoride, chlorine. It's for the things that will normally make your immune system weak so that these other things can take over. And then we had a second product. It was called a monatomic black. Now they usually have renamed it. They call it reaction neutralizer. Reaction neutralizer used to be used in the desert. If you're using the United States, the Mojave Desert, or out there again in Nevada and places like this, 
it, they have something called a scorpion. The black scorpion looks big and ugly and will frighten you to death. The little green scorpion is five times more deadly. So if you can use a green scorpion bite and you can get to them with the black, you can get to that person within 45 minutes. It will stop the pain in about a half an hour. It will take out and, and extract the wound and heal the wound in seven days' time. Nothing else can do that. Only thing worse than that is the black mamba or the Brazilian tichi, tichi uh, fly. So I'm saying again, when you put these two things together, you got something pretty powerful. They both sell for 50 bucks, $10 to mail them. And then, of course, we have monatomic gold liquid. Really didn't want to carry that because in many cases, people don't understand how to store that. But nevertheless, we have the gold liquid. It gets in a little bit faster, gets discharged a little bit faster. And then, of course, we have uh, the, the third product is the, um, let's see, now we had the gold liquid. We had those two. I think that's the only ones we are carrying right now. Uh, the gold liquid, the toxin reserve again, and yeah, I think that's it. Those are the ones you can get from us now at this time. And we feel that's enough for what we have to do and how it works. Okay. Appreciate that. Now, in, in, re in reference to this monotonic goal, if I can go back a little bit to um, – in the in the Sumerian culture that they call the Anunnakis. Um, when we read the story of the Anunnakis, we in, in in some of the research that's been done, I want to get your 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 input on this. Um, we see that in the story of the Anunnakis, they came to this planet and they excavated this this planet for gold. Um, for an example, it, it mentions even in the so-called religious Bible in, in the second chapter of Genesis, Genesis 13th verse. When God was creating in the middle of that creation, he stops and mentions Ethiopia and three different types of gold. Um, there's also a, a quote in the book of Exodus, and I believe it's the, the uh, 30th chapter, 22nd verse, I'll read it, where actually the Israelites, when Moses came down from so-called Mount Sinai, and we're speaking from a fictitious sense in the biblical stories, um, he became upset with the children of Israel, and he took the golden calf, and it says he grounded it into a powder, sprinkled it upon the water and made the children of Israel ingest of it. Um, the point I'm getting to this, when dealing with the Anunnaki's, um, as the story is recorded, has there been a war on this planet, you know, with extraterrestrials coming to this planet and excavating, or shall I say, uh, robbing this planet of gold? And what's the connection to that and this monatomic gold? Well, mono means one, and monatomic means, again, it is an atomic valence on the table of elements that usually was not even understood. You have uh -huh. iridium, indium, platinum, things like this. Our top-of-the-line gold not only has iridium, indium, platinum, which is for the RNA and DNA of cells that are, that are not obeying, which would be cancer cells, but then we can get it, as I say, in a singular quality, too. It was, and that's another long story. I don't know how to even get into that. <laughs> but, um, oh, how can I put this? So, so many things have happened. This planet, on its surface, hear my words carefully, on its surface has been wiped out seven times. We're only familiar with the seventh one, which was Ark of Noah is really what it meant, not N-O-A, but N-O-E. And it was the last time that the surface of Earth was, was wiped out. Now it said this will happen no more. From this time on, this planet is going to get double promoted. We're going to go from a zoo and kindergarten to graduate school and fifth dimension. This is where this battle is going on now. This is one of the reasons for the weather, which we can go into great detail too, because they have weather-making machines nowadays. This is what everything is about. 
because we're going from a, a crazy, mixed up, everything you want, don't want in the zoo to the fifth dimension, which is like graduate school from kindergarten there. So there's a lot of changes that are going on. But when you start talking about uh, the, those that fell from the sky, the Anunnaki, it meant those who fell or came from the sky. And if you remember, there's a verse in there again. Uh, I think it's uh, uh, I think it's Enoch or so. At any rate, it states, and it came to pass that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, and they were fair, and they chose of them who they would, and they went into them, and unto them were born mighty men, and there were giants in the earth. This refers again to the sons of God being the Anunnak, which are black people. It refers to those who met people on earth from various stages. Some of the people or creatures on earth are man-made. Some of these souls on earth are all God-made. So you have soulless creatures, you have mankind, human and man, three different kings. Like we have now, the so-called women's history, it's womb man's history. Got a whole thing I'm doing about that by Saturday. So once you understand how awful this planet is, and yet how wonderful this planet is, and one of the old names for this planet was Terrestrial. What we don't understand is there are people who live inside of this planet. They're called interterrestrials. There are people who live on the surface. We're, we're plotting wars and fighting each other now. We can never get along here. Those we think we understand. And then there's those who live in the sky, which we know nothing about and very little about. They're called extraterrestrials. So on terrestrials, there's inner, on surface, and extra. All these things now are coming to a head because the planet is going up in consciousness. The dracons who have ruled this planet, and I'm going to tell you this again, 3.6 billion years. I did not say thousand. I did not say million. I said billion. 3.6 billion years. And the planet is only 4.9 billion years old, so they've been here longer than any race you see here. But there was a battle that was fought with those who were on an ox, with those against what they call the serpent gods and against those serpents. And you see stone reliefs always showing you fighting these dragons and stuff. It is not a joke. It's the dragons that run this planet. It's the Illuminati that service, and this is what keeps mankind constantly fighting wars, trying to start another one now, but it's not going to happen because there's going to be a whole lot of mess happening other than that. So that's the only old overview I can give you. Okay, appreciate that, Dr. Blair. And real quick, and I heard you mention uh, one time, speaking of the serpent people, um, you had mentioned, I believe, the step or the ziggurat pyramids in ancient Egypt, and you said if you go and research, you'll see some of the serpent symbols on some of those step pyramids. Um, is there a connection to that with who they call the Ogdoads or the, or the water being creatures that, that tie into that whole Egyptian story? Yes, and this is where you get the ziggurats, which are step pyramids, different from the, the quarter equilateral triangles like you have in Egypt and Miro and Geodio and places like that in Palenque. When, no, not in Palenque and Chicken you got the step pyramids. The step pyramids were where these dragons, these upright walking serpents, and their sun were winged. Their highest order is winged ones. They would land their craft on top of those ziggurats. That's why they're flat top. And then mm-hmm. if you notice the wide riser and tread portion of it, because they came walking down those things. Those were not built for humans. <laughs> those were right. built for creatures that came down there. And they ate people. They sacrificed people. They ate people. They did anything mm-hmm. you want to. They felt that uh, the people here were their prey, just as we eat animals and donkeys and horses and pigs and cows and everything else, they ate us. And again, mm-hmm. that's what happened. That practice was stopped 
when they had to battle the Anunnaki. And this is where the giants fought these dragons and stuff. And this is what you still hear about dungeons and dragons and all like that. So when you get a pyramid, it was never for anything good. When you get the equilateral triangle, it was used not only for the transportation of soul and advanced means of travel outside of UFOs, and these are the ones that we have to understand. Two different kinds, and there are literally millions of pyramids on this planet, some of which not discovered. Almost any time you talk about a mountain, it's a covered over pyramid, and they're inside and outside of the earth itself. Wow, appreciate that. Um, and, and, and mentioning this, this, this interplanetary warfare with, with, with amongst all these extraterrestrials, us obviously being in the middle of this living, living on this planet. Um, the question that I have, and put, putting this all into perspective, um, one thing I noticed, and again, it's, it's not to knock any, anybody's culture, religion, or doctrine, but I noticed over the years, and we've discussed this on this show, um, whether it's Islam, Christianity, Judaism, whether it's uh, Nation of Islam, whether it's the Hebrew Israelites, um, whether it's the Nuwapians, they all have this concept, which I can't really relate to myself, that something is coming back or something is coming for us. Whether some of these organizations talk about Nibiru, um, some of them talking about some great cataclysmic event. In this whole process, as we know there's a war for our planet, you talk about the Draconians a lot and, and how they've controlled this planet and the energy that they, you know, try to enforce upon us on this planet when we're not, when we're not awakened. Um, is there something coming back? Is that mythology? Or should we more, more or less be preparing ourselves or raising ourselves up to the awareness of who and what we are? Because if there is some cataclysmic doomsday coming on the horizon or something is coming back, um, is, there, is there truth to that? Or is that, is that just mythology that's been passed down through these cultures? All you have to do is just look at the weather, and you know there's a great change happening. Not as Al Gore and the rest of the Illuminati died about global warming, it's global freezing. And Earth's magnetic foes, poles, fields have changed. If your right. planet's magnetic field changes, everything changes. <laughs> the planet's right. magnetic field now is no longer north, south. They've got whole new designates. That means get ready for a change. Anytime. Keep that in mind. At the equatorial, now things vibrate upward in the circle above the equator and to the counterclockwise beneath the equator. Everything is about the business of change. In addition to which, thanks to these dracons and thanks to these man-made creatures of making up all these races here again, they have weather-making machines now. The United States has HARP, High Frequency Active Aurora Research Project, started that thing almost 29 years ago. Went up to wow. the Alaska. And they still have 36 arrays there. We can go into that. But what mm. people don't understand, Europe has one. And they have what is called ISACAT, European mm. Scalar Technology. But the best one is held by Russia, the best weather-making machine. It's called ELADA, Electrical Discharge, Electrical mm. Lateral Discharge. That's the one that when last year, when they had a Sochi, when they had all those Olympic Games, and they had nice weather for the ski slopes, we called hell here. Because they sent us the weather. That's what they're doing. And they're having a weather war combination going on that nobody even begins to understand. In addition to the natural field, it's going to change because the planet is changing. So, yes, we're in for quite a time. And whether you call it Biru, Wormwood, the planet of the crossing, the sacred, uh, the, 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 un, the unholy, whatever again, there is an eccentric planet, they say, has an orbit 312 years it takes it to get here again. 
And consequently, they talk about it. It has nothing to do with that. This is a wandering planet. And this is a planet that was part of an old dispensation, which has snakes people on it. It's one of those, what they used to call that. However, it's been made barren. And now it is no longer covered with these good things again. It's now simply a planet that is also in battle. And so you're getting an embattled coming on in Nibiru. You're getting an embattlement of what's happening here. And as I said before, I guess I, I should go ahead and drop this now. I want to hold this back to the end. <laughs> but there's an amazing feat. We have pictures. Now, when I do my lectures, I have a picture showing you the sun, showing you a spaceship that seems to be upside down, flies upside down like a pyramid, and it projects a field out, and in this field is a picture of a Negroid-looking man. That's in our solar system. We have pictures. You can see that. I'll give that when I give my lecture. But now we've got one tremendously better. I don't even know how to begin to explain this. If you understand cosmology and what the astronomers and astrophysicists and uh, all these ones teach again, they teach again that they're galaxies. There is on our on our website, I've got a genius for a webmaster again, it shows uh -huh. you two galaxies. Now, a galaxy like we're supposed to be going into the Milky Way galaxy. They call it the Milky Way galaxy because there's so many suns on there, it looks like droplets of milk. And since planets surround suns, if they're, if they're close to a billion suns, then if they got 12 planets around them, it might be trillions of planets in the Milky Way galaxy. So that's a galaxy. Now, think in those terms and think of two of those galaxies together. And now listen to this. On our website, and you can download it, it shows a picture of two galaxies together, and it forms the face of a Negroid African Black, mm. melanated individual. Wow. About what that means, and that'll blow your mind. Mm. Wow, appreciate it. Black people and where they came from. Well, see me, somebody in space knows a lot about Negroid-looking people, African people. I just like to say the higher melanin people, because most people have some melanin, just not to the density that some of these so-called African and, and Negroid people have. Right. So where exactly on the web page, when they go to your website, Dr. Blair, um, what, what menu page can they go to to find that picture you were just talking about so people can know? We have everything on our front page, and then you have to select. we got all kinds of selections. Okay. They're all week. We have a site up there. Just, just look up there and say Negroid Head or African Head. Okay. Just push it, and there it is. You can see it all you want. It'll blow your mind. But then, of course, okay. we have other sites where you can sign up for consultations. We have other sites where you can – we have a lot of pictures of very strange things. We got a picture up there of a guy back in 1898 walking down the street with a cell phone. We mm. got pictures of the Pope sitting under a picture of Bapomath, either in the Sistine Chapel or in the Louis. Uh, we got mm. things you wouldn't believe because we collect them. This is what I do, and I try to show pictures because they say it's worth a thousand words for those who won't believe me then don't believe their eyes either, and also keep your ears closed because you can run, but you can't hide. It's a time to wake up. It's a time of great change on this planet. Right. Appreciate that. Um, mentioning what you were just mentioning, another question I want to ask, because uh, this is something that we've discussed recently on this show, and when I came on uh, one of your shows two weeks ago, not the one that you just did this past week, but one the week before that, they have on uh, March 12th, um, the European Nuclear Scientist 
research uh, group that they have. They're trying to recreate the uh, Big Bang theory. They're, they're trying. They they build these big colliders, and they're trying to they're trying to unravel the God particle. And you had touched on this a little bit when I'd asked you. I don't know if you remember. Um, what they're trying to basically by recreating this Big Bang theory, they're also saying they're supposed to be doing this on March twelfth. They they're saying that they can possibly open up stargates. Now, when I had asked you this question, this is the answer you gave me, if you don't remember, and if you could elaborate a little more on it. Um, you, I had said that, are they op- I'd asked you, are they opening gates to either let beings in or are they trying to let beings out? And you had explained to me, and you touched on it a little bit earlier, that those that don't have souls, that certain beings, it's time for them that they have to leave. So are they trying to recreate or open this Stargate because they're trying to get out of here, or are they trying to bring something in? First of all, there's no such thing as a Big Bang theory. That's a minor scientific ego-laden consciousness trying to make sure that they can understand anything. If they don't believe in God, then you can't believe in anything that the Godhead has done. There is no such thing as a Big Bang Theory. And it's now being decried by new students who have an open mind. Creation goes on in the mind of the Creator. Mm. And once you're in the mind of the Creator, you can never cease to exist. But you can lose favor because you can lose your soul and therefore no longer be under the grace of that mind. So them, you've got to create your own stuff. That's what they're doing now, trying to create their own stuff. They have mm-hmm. now what they call nanotechnology. Now, they've got nanotechnology, and up on our website also, if you look under nanotechnology, you'll see a device. And if you watch it, it actually moves. It moves slowly because it's in a different time frame. That device is inside of a person, and it's artificial. And it's been blown up almost 5,000 times because the device is really small, but somebody can work with that. Now, here's what has happened. These ones who lost their soul can no longer expand into the consciousness of the universal mind. So now they have to create their own dimensions. So the only thing they have was something small. So now you're going to have to get new words. Nano no longer can talk about that. If you do your research under nano, there's something called alto, A-L-T-O. And there's something called pico, P-I-C-O-U. Those are things smaller than the nanotechnology because that's all they can do. They have to use something so small that it can't even exist in a high form. This is what now all this nanotechnology is about because these aliens now must create their own world because they lost their souls. They are soulless. And they're trying to create something for themselves to replace what they know they messed up and lost. So again, this is what you've got. And they work on the smallest of things, not the largest. They don't have souls. They lost their souls. And so now they must do something to make themselves feel important. And still, when this planet graduates, which is in the process of graduating now, next year and next year we'll be in a whole different dimension, they got to do something to try to sustain because they lost their souls. So this is their world, the world of nanotechnology, auto and picotechnology. Mm. Appreciate that, Dr. Blair. Uh, and, again, if you just turn in, we have a bunch of people coming in. Again, you're listening to Awakening Universal Minds. We have the privilege tonight of having with us Dr. Delbert Blair, uh, who's a master metaphysicist, and he's been doing this probably since some of us were in diapers. Um, so we have the privilege of having him with us tonight. In a few minutes, we are going to go ahead and start taking some questions. I see we have some people in the chat. So if you're just in the chat, I see some people just in the chat. They're not on the call. They're listening online on the chat. Uh, in a few minutes, you can type your questions in on the chat, and I'll relate them to Dr. Blair. And we have people on the call. I'll keep you in the queue, and we're just going to go right in order. Now, I want to be clear. I have some people just on by state. If you didn't register, I see your state. So when I call you out, 
um, just just respond by state, and then you'll be able to ask your question. Um, before I do that, finishing on what you were just talking about, Dr. Blair, when we talk about third dimension, fourth dimension, and fifth dimension, uh, third dimension, you know, beings of person, place, or thing, I know the fourth dealing with quantum. Can you explain a little bit more? As you said, next year the planet starts to graduate into the fifth dimension. Can you touch a little bit on so people can perceive and get an understanding of what exactly does it mean our planet or us going into that fifth dimension as we're approaching that that uh, level in our consciousness? Well, first of all, we we can't get much lower than we got. Okay, when you were born into hell, you came to Earth. Earth is hell. It's a zoo. Anything and everything goes as long as it's low in vibration, controlled by serpents. Third dimension is kindergarten. Now, there's two dimensions beneath that. I don't even want to even think about that. If there's anything lower than this planet, as it was, I don't even want to know about it. But zoo here. And we're going from kindergarten to graduate school. We're already now going into graduate school, but not postgraduate school, because that's why we're seeing all these changes that are going on. Our Earth is vibrating faster now. And these dracons live on the fourth dimension. That's why they can come through walls. But that's the height of what they can do. We will wind up on the fifth dimension, which means we'll be their bosses or they'll be subservient to it. Or if it's going to happen on this planet, they have to leave the planet because they cannot resonate with the new decrees. That's why souls now are happening. That's why some people are waking up while others go to sleep. That's why we're being told about fourth dimensional things. Sometimes we experience it when we get into astral projection or we start seeing the hags and all this stuff. All of these reasons have an explanation. But the whole point is this planet is going to a vibrational rate that unless you have a soul and highland consciousness, you won't be able to stay on anywhere near her. There's going to be a separation that's already happening. It's a separation by vibrational rates because we've always been taught to think linear. You move from point A to point B. You get out of your bed, you take a bicycle, you get roller skates, you get into your car, you walk. But you mean you go from one place to another. There's another way of traveling that's not linear. You stay in one place and you change vibrations. That's the way the universe works. You go to higher and lower vibrational rates, and on those rate of vibration, you find your ilk, your mate, and your consciousness. That's what we've got to wake up to and understand. Vibrational rates, not just linear perspective. Mm, appreciate that, Dr. Blair. And last thing I want to ask you, then I'm going to take some questions from some of the callers and online. I've got to ask you this because of what you just uh, what were explaining. As we've seen in recently, more so in the last seven to eight years in the news, we see a lot of these random shootings. We see people claiming to hear voices and, and they're told to pick up guns and mass murders are being committed. What's the connection with this as far as we know that, like, like you talk about, the sun is emitting a, tr- a tremendous amount of energy. Now, we talk about on this show, as our planet's getting closer to the sun and a lot of this, this, this energy is being emitted, those that are not preparing themselves, can this, can this affect them where the subconscious is kind of overloaded like a computer and they, they hear walk-ins because they're not able to assimilate this energy or put it into perspective? Um, does this have anything to do with the extreme low frequencies that you talk about? Are they able to project um, some of these voices that they're hearing in the people's minds to, to kind of control them and get them to do certain things that they want them to do? What's the connection with a lot of Because we see in the last seven, eight years, there's a lot of chaotic stuff going on in the news as far as mass murder and shootings and people just randomly killing people and killing themselves. Any connection to that? First of all, there's something called the Illuminati, supposedly the bright and wisdom 
illuminated ones. I don't know how illuminated they are, but they serve the wrong beast. They, they actually work for the Dracons here. They hold the high offices here. They run the banking system here. Every time you do not select, you just elect. You're electing somebody that the Dracons have put up there. That's why you'll never be able to elect anybody that can help you because the planet is controlled by the Dracons, and the Illuminati are the high officials that serve them. Keep that in mind. Now, mm-hmm. once you can begin to understand that as the basic, the rest of it, it's very easy to see what has happened here again because we are controlled, because we're nothing but food for the gods, and so and like that, these are evil people again. This whole thing now has got to be unraveled. It's got to be shown for what it is. They can do walls. But there are many people now that can do the same thing. Every time you go to sleep, you die. And we look forward to that death. In fact, if you stay awake for 72 hours, you go to sleep driving a car, standing up, any old thing. Because you have to come out of your body. Because you are not the body. You are in the body. And once you understand who you are, then you will not associate so much with the body as to the fact that when you go to sleep, you're really contacting the gods. When you go to sleep, you die. And now you die of this false reality, which we think is real, and you're born to the real spatial content, which has no limit. Thing is, we don't understand what sleep is. And many times they put us to sleep watching TV, and they put chips inside of you, by the way, too, where you hear voices. They call it tintinitis and stuff because they want to encrypt it so they can control you. And many people have chips in them. Anytime you have a baby in a hospital, your baby by the third day has seven shots. They tell you you don't get them. You have to watch them and almost soothe them and have to sign release papers because, anyway, I won't go into that, but they give them... (laughs) All kind of shots. These women that have these babies in there, if they can't take the pain, then they shouldn't have the baby. Now, let me say that because that's a harsh thing for me to say, not having a womb. But I have been with women who have wombs. I understand the difference between. And if you can take your, your various herbals and things like this and you can dilate and you can get into dispositions, one. But when you go to a hospital and you sign that paper, and if you read it closely again, you're giving them the privilege of making decisions for you. And you're saying you won't sue them. Now, most of the time, these babies get seven shots, including hepatitis C and B. Why would you ever have to give a newborn baby hepatitis B or C? No asinine way can that be explained. But they put chips in these babies. That's what autism is about. This is why they give you these vaccines. And most of the time, when you go anywhere, unless you can fight them, you will take these vaccines. When you go to CVS or you go to Walgreens, you walk in the door. Come September 23rd, when fall changes to winter, like this again, what do they do? They put these signs out. Come get your shot. Come get your flu shot. How in the heck do they know what flu shot to get? And in Merck's index, there's something like 6,000 prescription drugs. In the United States Dispensary of Pharmaceutical Medicine, there's 7,000. Not one of those drugs is good for anybody. The darker they are, the worse it is because they're all synthetic. And melanin hates synthesis. Melanin, because of the pineal gland, wants natural things. And each one of those things is deadly to a person with melanin. This is why we need to understand herbals. We understand hormones. Most people don't even know what a hormone is. It's a certain way you have to live when you wake up. And if you can make that, then you know you're amongst the chosen because you vibrate differently. You contact your guardians every night. You get answers to questions that you go to psychiatrists for. And I'd run from a psychiatrist if you've ever seen that movie, Psychiatry, The Industry of Death. We have to learn to go within. We've been taking that away from. That's what Napoleon lost to. If you remember the Haitians, the reason why they hated so, because Jacques de Salonese, Henry Christophe, and all of them, they used magic on that. They went inside mm. and did the summoning. 
and it killed 50,000 of Napoleon's troops because they were fighting the Arabs. We don't even understand how to really fight. We fight the way they fight. This is why they still hated them. That's why he blew the nose off the Sphinx. I could go on and on, man. We have to understand. You've, we've been trained. We never educated. You never educate a people you control. You train them. We're trained so much now, we try to get jobs instead of doing for ourselves and go to their schools, which is a training device. Wake up, get into metaphysics, and get free of this mess. Appreciate that, Dr. Blair. All right, we're going to take some questions. Um, I'm going to go to the chat first, then I'm going to go right to the phone and bring some of my brothers in. Um, guess five. I'm just going to, I'm reading the question to you, Dr. Blair, as it's being typed into me. Um, uh, guess five that's listening online on the chat. His question to you is, what becomes of the soulless beings here when the planet graduates to the fifth dimension? That's the question that I was typed in. Well, the soulless beings here will go down with the linear perspective. They will get. They will go to the hells that they're creating. They want to start these wars. They'll get them, because they are locked. They are locked now on that dimension, and our mm-hmm. planet is going. You see, as when you go to sleep, people get astral projection. They don't even understand where they go. When you go to sleep, you dream. You're actually living a whole different lifetime, and it's on a quicker vibration than this. Like I say, we think linear. We have to think in vibrational ways. Every time you go to sleep, you travel. Any question you have, you have guardians, you have angels, you have comrades out there, people who owe you favors, and they will help you if you can call on them. We don't. We call on their gods, we call on their religion, and we call on them because they can't do it. They tell you you can't do it. Every time you go to sleep, and if you watch TV for an hour and a half, you go to sleep because it'll put you to sleep because of those low vibes up there. It hypnotizes you. When you come out of your body, ask your question. Go to sleep taking the gold with the question in mind. By the third time you go to sleep, the third night, you have your answers. You go to a library, a book falls off the shelf to the page. You turn on TV, you just happen to get your answer. You're going down the street, you happen to see or overhear a conversation. It's not happened. It's what you're supposed to do. When you take the monatomic gold powder, think about that. Take that after not having eaten, and as you go to sleep with a question, you wake up with an answer. We don't even understand how to sleep. We don't even understand what feeling. We're asleep because we take so many drugs and things like this that we've lost our minds. But when you find your mind, you also will find the creator because you have a mind. And instead of that, we follow all these dracons and stuff who lost their souls and their mind trying to get answers from them. They'll never give you a decent answer because they're not a decent creature. Well, you actually just answered the next question because the next question was uh, to explain about dreams people have when they go to sleep, and I just think you pretty much explained that right there. All right, I'm going to go to the phones now. I'm going to bring in my, my good brother, Ravana Noon, uh, from Orlando, Florida. Brother Ravana Noon, you're on the call. Go ahead, brother. Uh, greetings, everybody. Greetings, Dr. Dover uh, Blair. Um, I just want to say that thank you for coming on the show. A lot of powerful information uh, the most important part that I think that you're really relaying is the metaphysical aspect on how we have to rely on our inner self. And um, you're really speaking to us right now on, on the level that we really need to hear. So, once again, thank you. That's all I wanted to say. Well, thank you, Ravana. We come on his show. Thank you for calling in and listening because it means he has an astute audience that is searching for answers and realize that we're not getting all those answers. Metaphysics is your key. And that's the first thing. And I'm going to say this, this is a horrible thing to say, but my people, and in this time, by the way, too, on this planet, you can reincarnate. On this planet, you can, you can change sexes and races. That's not true on all planets. In fact, most planets, you can't do that. This one, you can. That's why it's so ridiculous here, what we have to go through. This is a learning experience. 
This is a place where the where the gods fail, and we've been exposed to it because you needed it. You're only here if you need it. They have star children coming in here now. They have dark crystal crystal children coming in here now. They have walk-ins coming in now. They have souls from other planets and other dimensions so anxious to see what the Creator can do that they're volunteering to be born at this particular time into a body. But they are the ones that are the leaders. They are the ones that are, say, are the star children. They're the crystals. They already know what's happening. They come here with the ability to read minds, the ability to talk to animals and create consciousness. This is a heck of a time, and it's a time, again, for the evil ones to finally get their uppings and for the ones who can wake up to finally find out that the heaven is a conscious state within the mind of the creator when you use your mind rather than lose your mind. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's powerful information. All right, we're going to keep going to the calls again. Uh, I'm going to cue you in. I got my brother, Saw Gidi from Tampa, Florida, on the call. Brother Saw, what's going on, brother? You're on the call. Peace, peace, peace. Thank you, Dr. Deborah Blair, for coming on this show and sharing this great information. I just have one question as far as, I don't know, it's, it's a misunderstood thing, so I'm asking the question. Okay, um, the whole ET phenomenon as far as... You know, I guess most of the time when you read about ETs and, you know, contactees and stuff, it's usually Caucasians. I was one, I wanted to ask, why aren't more melanated people engaged in contact? Uh, more melanated people engaged in contact? Because they use a white press, a white book, a white Bible, and they're trained by white people. And they don't tell them about themselves. Why would you? You never educate somebody you're going to control. You train them, and then they'll do everything you tell them to do. We go to school for training. We think we get educated. We're taught to have a job, but then to do for self. We're taught that we have to go within. I have a book that we just. I wasn't on this show during during Black History Month, but I cover it in depth, as you can tell. And one of the things that's happened, we got a pamphlet. We put it cost five bucks. It shows you. 150 different inventions by black people that you never heard of, and the patent was granted to them. When Uh you start to understand what's really been done, and the biggest thing is we don't understand how old this place is. We're talking about a a thousand years in Lucy and all this kind of, that's stupid. That's ignorance because you have not been taught metaphysics. If you do not understand metaphysics, you'll never understand this planet. Because that's where the books are hidden. That's why they don't want you to study that. And that's why they study it like mad and tell you it doesn't exist. A, well, I don't want to get into that. The University of Chicago started his story and all that stuff, but we'll skip that. Gotcha. Does that answer your question, Brother Sargidi? Yes, thank you. Thank I you, appreciate Brother Star. All right, again, we got, we got a lot of people on the chat. Again, if you got a question on the chat, type it in, and I'm going to rotate from phone to the chat, and we'll ask Dr. Blair your question. All right, I'm going to go to my brother in Providence, Rhode Island, Brother Alchemist 720. You're on the call, brother. Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, go yeah, ahead, Alchemist 720. Hey. Yeah, I basically, uh, if you can go over, I just, when I got on, he was talking about something very interesting. It wasn't this last question, but the one prior to that. Okay, uh, what was that, brother? I, I'm not sure exactly what it was. I got into it a little bit late. Uh, so I just want to see if he can clarify a little bit of it. Cause I don't know. Answer, I, don't, I, don't, I don't hold the thoughts, brother. I answer the question as it goes. You have to tell me what you want to know. Yeah, what was, what was it you wanted him to clarify, brother? Uh, it was, I mean, he was talking about um, pretty much like 
I think about extraterrestrials, but also about that they didn't want us to know like certain information. So I just got into it a little bit late, but it just sounded good. I want to see if I can clarify, but I guess it's not really that descriptive. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I think I don't know, but I'm sure the brother there has a replay thing again if you want to play it back or so. Unfortunately, yeah, you just... I, see, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm elaborating because I'm trying to cover a lot of territory, so I really don't know okay. what, the initial, what the initial instigating question was. So forgive me. All right, so what I'll, right. what I'll do, Alchemist 720, I know you just got on the call. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to you as I go through the queue. I'm, and, and I think if it was what you were saying, um, Dr. Blair was talking about how information is withheld from us and how a lot of these draconians and extraterrestrials don't want us having this information and about not educating people that you're trying to control. Um, I, I could be wrong, but we'll come back to you. I know you just got on the call, so we'll, I'll definitely come back to you and let you, let you absorb some of the uh, information. All right, we're going to go to, uh, I believe, Buffalo, New York, Northwest New York. You are on the call. Are you uh, here, Dr. Buffalo? Blair, yes, I am. Nice to meet you. Um, uh, my question is, well, I just want to say I, I have been contacted, too, um, at the age of three. I was uh, on my way leaving my body because I understand my body is a communicator, and that's all it is for me to communicate on this planet. And I know I'm from somewhere else because I, I was visited by someone at the age of three, and I'll never forget it, when he told me I had a mission. Now, I don't know what that was, and I didn't want to stay on the planet. I just felt like this was not for me to be here on this planet. So, But as I got older, I started being contacted and been visited. I even recorded a ship that was in front of my house that NASA hit. They actually actually hit the ship and shot it down, and it landed in Australia the next day. But my, um, I've had visions. I don't know if they're, they're right or not, where uh, I've been revealed that whoever these beings rule, and you say the reptilians, and I, I say they are too, uh, are wanted. And the vision was where they were wanted from 787 galaxies. Now, this was revealed to me, and I, I've been trying to iterate on this and put it together. I, you know, figure I'm trying to get back to the entity that visited me when I was three, when I was on my way out. And um, uh, I just want to know, I, I, I'm trying to put my question together. Do you think there is a bounty? Because this is what was revealed to me, a bounty on these reptilians that's ruling over us. And have they traveled to 787 galaxies? Because that was revealed to me, and I'm trying to figure this out. By the way, my name is Shalini. All right, appreciate it, Sister Shalini. Uh, I know I know that was a lot, Doctor Blair. You want to touch on that? Yeah, I don't know anything about any eight seven hundred eighty six galaxies. You have, of course, solar systems. You have nebulae. You have constellations. You have galaxies. You have the cosmos. You have universes, and then you have universal cosmos. So that's just one of the many parallels. In my father's house are many mansions, too many to even enumerate in small consciousness. There's no end to creation. There's no beginning to creation because we're all in the mind, a little mitochondria in one little cell in the creator's mind. And consequently, once you are aware of that and become a good cell, then possibly you have other things. But everything here is a choice. The choices you make is what you get. What you believe in is what you can get. What you don't believe in, you cannot reach. But anything you think of must exist or you could not think of it. Correct. I appreciate that, Dr. Blair. In saying that, when we deal when we deal with contactees, I'm gonna take a few more calls. When we um deal with contactees, um, how if if our pineal gland isn't functioning at its correct capacity, or the third eye 
is not vibrating at its correct frequency. A lot of people are, you know, having experiences, whether it's visions, whether it's incarnations, et cetera. When we talk about shapeshift, as you had mentioned earlier, that a lot of these bands can take on different shapes, forms, uh, gender um, on this planet. How, if one's mind's eye is not trained, how can you detect that these aren't some of these reptilian or draconian bands appearing to you how you consciously want to see them? Um, because we know some of them through telepathy can read our minds. So if they're able to read our minds, can some of them be, can, can they deceptively appear to us how we want to see them in the mind's eye if we're not trained to see it? How can we not fall prey to, to maybe being misled? If an elk, if an otter, if a dog, if a cat can detect them, why can't you? You talk about mm. dumb animals and dumb dogs. A dumb right. dog communicates with you. You don't see dogs sitting around meowing and talking and talking like cats. They all read each other's mind and they move. They're supposed to be dumb. You cannot creep upon a man. We've gotten so low in our vibrations based on the food we don't eat, the shots that we take, and the stupidity that we do believing in them, that we can't do anything that we should be able to do. It is not the fault of the Creator. It's the lack of person understanding the consciousness that they have and the powers that are within them. Correct. Appreciate that, Dr. Blair. All right, we're going to go back. I got a question on the chat. Um, I don't know if it's more so a question or a statement, and I don't know how, how long, uh, guest number seven, I don't know how long you have been on l listening to the show, uh, but his question is, um, you see sometimes we're referring to Bible quotes, and this is kind of, we could probably do a whole show on this, so I don't know if we really want to get into this now. It says sometimes how much, see, this, we're, we're referring to some Bible quotes, and, and if you got on late, we referred to earlier, I just want to make this clear, Dr. Blair was using Genesis chapter 6, the first uh, verses 1 to about 8. We were just using that as a reference. We're not saying that all of the Bible is true or how much of it is true. The question, anyway, is he sees that we've thrown a few Bible quotes in there. How much of the Bible is true? That's Again, that could be a whole entire show, but you want to just elaborate a little bit on that? I know that can be too detailed, so that's the question. Well, how much of the Bible is actually true? The Bible is very true but can never be taken literally. Unless you read it through a metaphysical eye, you'll never understand it. It is seven levels deep, okay? I'm an ex-minister, ordained minister, but I'm not a hypocrite. I spent right. 13 years to get me a church going, only to find out through metaphysics and contact that I was trained and it was a lie. And I'm not a hypocrite, so I had to walk away from it again. There are references here that are on different levels. Now, the book of Revelation holds most of it together. It was not written by St. John the Revelator. It was written by Apollonius of Tyana, a black man, metaphysician on the island of Patmos. That's why they're always bombing Patmos. And that's what holds that whole book together, the book of Revelation, written by a black metaphysician who referenced it back again. This is how much we don't even understand about what we think of religions. And all religions are false. If you don't think they're false, they have killed 40 million people. You got over there now. Kurds, and, and you got people killing people again over religion. Every time you get a religion, you have. And in the, in the Holy Crusade, you see, we forget. We forget retribution, and we forget prominence. You have right now people over there in Istanbul and in Turkey and in Iraq and Iran. All these people are now fighting each other. They're starting for a jihad. If you would go back and understand that it was, we were told that in Africa, when the Germans had it over there, and Iron Road, he got road scholarship and all that stupidity, that they killed horribly African women, African men. They're still doing it. 
there was a Belgian came over there and got the Hootsies and the Tootsies are fighting each other because who had the narrow nose? But forget, but don't remember it. But remember this one: it was these Iraqi Iranian people that came over there and did worse than the Germans and Belgians did. They were talking about in the name of Allah disemboweling a woman and cutting a baby out of her chest, cutting off her head, raping and pillaging. And now it's happening to them. We don't remember that. They forgot what they did. Now they're cutting off their heads. They're disemboweling their women. You get away with nothing on this planet. It's just a matter of time. Mm. Appreciate that. Now, speak, speaking of the Bible real quick, Dr. Blair, and I'm, I'm more so here speaking for myself. I mean, when I, I, mean I, I was born, before I came into spiritual consciousness, I, consciousness, I was born and raised a Catholic. And you know how hypocritical that can be. But when you really, when you real, when you really read the Bible, I look at it now from a perspective. There's death, destruction, war, blood sacrifice, eating of babies in the Second Book of Kings. Uh, the God of Israel, this Yahweh, tell, tells the children of Israel to boil their children and eat them. There's prostitution. I mean, when you really look at the book in its essence, now I'm not saying there's n- nothing maybe positive that can come out of it, that there's some principles that positive can come out of it. But when you look at the essence of it, it's a book of war, death, destruction, and blood sacrifice. The question I wanted to focus on, a lot of people we get in some of the uh, gatherings that we do down here, this whole thing, when you read the, what they call the first five books of the Old Testament, what was the purpose? Were, were these reptilian beings that all these blood sacrifices throughout the Bible were being done to? Because it seems like the God of the Old Testament constantly wants animals skinned and, and, and slit in the necks and blood falling upon the altars. And it seems like this God is, is, is infatuated with the smell of dead carcasses and blood. Is there a connection? Are those reptilian sacrifices that we're reading about in those biblical stories? And what's, what's this whole fascination that God has with needing blood sacrifices to be happy? Well, it's according to what God you're talking about. And if you spell God, would you get a dog God? If you smell right. life backwards, you get evil. If you smell, if you've lived an evil life, you become the devil. Spell it backwards. That's the backward way of a mirror. If you go back to the Council of Nicene, 325 A.D. in the Palace of Bithynia, when the Bishop Eusebius and King Constantine created that whole mess, because Constantine and the people that were there had been conquering, and they got away from everything else, and they had with the people that they were conquering, since there was no end to the Roman Empire from ocean to ocean, they began to find out that the very warriors that their soldiers killed, and the best warrior at the point of throat, a knife through the throat, you say, well, you join our legions. And if you did, then that's it. Well, many of them joined, but they, you might have killed their mother, their son, their daughter. They're just waiting their time to stay alive so they could kill you. So the Roman army was killing itself in the battlefield. So the bishop mm. Eusebius and King Constantine created that whole mess, created that whole Bible. And this is when they started all this daggone mess. And then they had the Council of Nicene, the Council of Laodicea. It goes on and they've had 12 councils. Thousands and millions of people now have been killed through religion. And it started off on the evil foot. It's still an evil foot. Mm. Appreciate that, Dr. Blair. And, and, and again, all, the, all, all those that know Dr. Blair, not only dealing with the metaphysical aspect of it, his historical information is superior and his research goes deep. So he can, he can go on the historical level too. Um, but here's a good question. Get six types in. When it comes to Santeria slash voodoo, what types of beings are, the, are people really contacting when they're working with Santeria slash Yoruba slash voodoo? Keep in mind again, Jacques de Salinis, Henry Christophe, and there's another guy that became the emperor there again. When? They were battling these Haitians. 
And if you remember again, they even talk about mumbo jumbo. That's a that's a that's a defamation. It is mumbo, okay? It gets into the Yoruba. You can summon the angels who can take the form of a creature if you give them your ectoplasm to do so. That's when you begin to make these binding spirits. But you have creatures that will fight your battle for you. Ants will attack for you, like it did in Avatar. Every creature that has consciousness battles for a planet that gives it life. And if you know how to summon them, if you understand what real magic is, you're never powerless. You just got to stop using the enemy, the power of your enemy to kill. And if you have to kill, then use the power that you were given to do so. Because it means that we don't understand who we are, what we are, nor do we understand the dimensions of this planet, nor do we understand summoning. We've lost that art. It's one we should regain. And that's what Santeria was about, the summoning of the inner ones. Okay. And then speaking of Santeria, and again, I got, we got a few people on the call um, that I know. I myself being being initiated in that. Um, what's the whole fascination when you talk to some of the Latino community dealing with Santeria? Now we know that the Portuguese Catholic slave masters, you know, fed fed a lot of the African slaves the Catholic icons, and they disguised the worship of the Catholic icons with actually the Yoruba deities. For an example, Santa Barbara would have been Shango, etc. They had to, you know, enslave times pretend that they were worshiping the Catholic icons, but they actually were calling upon these African gods. My, my question is, in dealing with some of them today, if we're not in that state no more, my question to them, and they never give me a legitimate answer, is why are we still using Catholic icons to disguise the worship of African deities when we're not in physical slavery no more? I know we're in mental slavery, or they're, or they're trying to enforce it on us. But what's, what's the whole connection with that? And if you're worshiping images outside of yourself, are we or are we not giving uh, force and energy to these disagreeable bands? If you enslave the mind, you've already embodied the chain, the body. Mm. Appreciate that. All right, we're going we're gonna to go back to the uh, call. Um, I got somebody on the call. Um, again, if I call you by state, I just see state because you didn't register when you came in. I got somebody on the call from Illinois. You're on the call. If you want to talk, go ahead. Okay, nobody there. All right, let's go back to North Florida, I believe Jacksonville. Jacksonville, you are on the call. If you got a question for Dr. Blair, uh, go ahead and ask your question. Hi, greetings, everybody. Greetings, greetings. Dr. Blair. Greetings. Thank you for coming on the show. And um, I'm just uh, enjoying uh, the show. Um, I, I'm just being enlightened and enlightened and uh I don't really have any questions, I mean, because Dr. Blair, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just I'm just enjoying the show, really. All right. We appreciate but that. When I do have a question, I will definitely post it. But uh, he's kind of touching on everything. So he's very thorough when he explains. And so right. the and videos I've already seen so to answer questions. So. Yeah, right. I, I, I'm really enjoying the show. All right. We appreciate that, sister. And he has, whether he's been aware of it or not, some of the questions I had to omit because he was answering them before they were even asked. So yes. that just kind of shows you spiritually yeah, things, things are connecting. Appreciate that. Okay. Yes. We'll go to Texas. Um, Texas, you are on the call. If you got a question, go ahead and ask Dr. Blair. Hello, Texas? Are you there? 
Okay, they don't want to answer. We got somebody, but I guess they can't hear me. All right, we're going to go to another caller. I got just says Florida. You didn't register. We got Florida on the call. You have a question for Dr. Blair? Can you hear me? Oh, they might be playing with us now. All right, I'll go back to it. But anyway, we'll go, we'll go back. We got some callers that um, I got them in the queue, but I can't. They, obviously, they can't hear me. Uh, but we're going we're to keep uh, continuing. Uh, now what I want to ask you, Dr. Blair, and I'll go back to the phones in a little bit. You, um, we, we got a little bit off track. I want to talk a little bit now about the, um, the pineal gland. And I know you had mentioned it earlier, and we talked about the monatomic gold, and you, and you talked about how we could activate the, uh, the uh, pineal gland. How does, the, how does the pineal gland actually work? How does it actually help us? And if it's not functioning and it's being damaged, say, by these, these extreme low frequencies, um, how do we get this thing operating? I know you talked about the monatomic gold, but is there anything else outside of that we can do to get, to get our pineal glands functioning on the correct level? Pineal gland is photosynthetic. Melanin is dark green, not black. It's just like a plant. I try again to, to give this as an example. The leaves of the plant of the plant are green. It's photosynthesis. It takes sunlight and makes it into matter. As long as a tree is grounded in the mineral kingdom, all the other kingdoms serve it. Our pineal gland is a gland that operates psychically. It takes direct sunlight and light and changes it to matter and makes whatever you need. They always say, what's matter? It means, again, smart matter versus dumb matter, using the ability to do this. Once you understand that gift, then you understand that melatonin is what allows melanin to be made. And wherever you have melatonin and melanin, you have the ability to take light and make energy out of it. It is photosynthetic. That is the biggest gift. That's why you can get heavy chlorophyll-containing things. You can make matter. This is why, again, as I stated, uh, they asked you, you know, can a black person tan? Yes, because the skin is an organ. And when the, 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 each of the pigments of the skin has melanin within it, so it sets up a restraint. So when the sunlight comes through, instead of it causing carcinomas and melanomas and cancers, it stopped at the skin. You just get blacker and blacker. But your glands inside do not become cancerous. You are creatures of the sun. That's why they tell you there's nothing new under a sun. And now that we're going to get... More suns. We got three of them now. It's something else we didn't touch. And they have such a high vibration, your potential now is unlimited if you can only get your consciousness to expand. And that's what they always show you, the Ajna and Shisharara, uh, you know, the, the brow crown chakra centers. That's why now you can come out of your body and enter other dimensions because you are in the body and not the body. And once you understand that, your potential is unlimited. Mm. Appreciate that, Dr. Brand. Now, you mentioned the chakras, and we, we actually just had a whole show we were oh. talking about. Yeah, I know. That, that kind of gets a little detailed. But we're talking about the chakras. We were talking about the crown chakra, and we were in the root chakra. And most people tend to focus on the crown chakra. Now, is there, can you elaborate if the root chakra isn't working? Um, how how can any of the other chakras operate or vibrate at its correct frequency? And if you can, you can please explain the definition of chakra, because some people have their interpretation of it, and I know it comes from a Hindu word. If you can explain what the chakras are briefly, and, and can, we, can we elaborate a little bit on that root chakra? Well, the chakras mean wheels of life, or spinning energy wheels again. You have your whole Hindu and Krishna beliefs again, which deal with the seven chakras. Actually, there's thousands of chakras, but there's seven basic ones. And, of course, they used to teach, they wouldn't even teach you the last three because they, they had the root, 
the crown, I'm sorry, you had the root, the um, the navel, and there's another one there. And they tried to omit that because they say it would make people concentrate too much on the lower chakras. Then you have your navel, then you have your heart, then you have your brow, and then you have your crown. So as I say, the two highest ones, the, the, uh, the, the eyes now, which is the brow, that's where the waves come out, and then you have your shisharara, which is a right. thousand one petal opening up locusts again. These are wheels of life. Everything is light. Everything is in movement. Everything is circular dispositions and stuff. But it is from the chakras that the organs will fall. The organs made the, gland, the glands, and then this is how we begin to function. This is what the basic is. We take the superphysical, metaphysical, and we ground it into the physical. This is why we needed the organs and glands. But everything that has a base in the organ first started out as an energy center or a wheel of life. So nothing with wheels of life, wheels within wheels, which is many, many interpreted different too. When Ezekiel was also talking about not just a vision but a consciousness. Right. So if we if we were in dealing with the chakras chakras vibrating now. I don't know how familiar you are with, we did a show also on the Emerald Tablets of Tehuti when it talks about self-alchemy. It deals with the monatomic gold. It talks about one, you know, transferring their DNA, making themselves less dense. And from a, from a metaphysical aspect, when it's talking about shedding your ego, you talked about, I know you talk about we can't even get over this whole uh, race battle that we got going on this planet. And making oneself less dense to, to kind of make these spiritual journeys, um, Ridding ourselves of ego, pride, jealousy, um, all these emotions that weigh us down. Can you, from a metaphysical perspective, how can we spiritually grow, or can one spiritually grow? Is it is it necessary? Uh, well, it is necessary, but how are we to reach that level when some people can't get over some of those those minor human frailties like like envy, greed, lust, jealousy? Is there a connection to that? Is that what it means when it says to make oneself less dense? Or could you expound a little bit more on that? Yeah, you had the tablets of Tahuti, you got the Ten Commandments, you got the, the Tachans of Ma'at. I mean, all of these are given directions when you fall too far away from understanding. But each of those books is a consciousness that you can reach by just going to sleep. Because when you wake up, the very ones that wrote the book are still there with you in your consciousness. That's why you can think of them. These were always there. We just lost the parallel of thinking that we're human and thinking that we're only physical. And that is just, I can't even, I can't understand that. People still think in terms of, they're not physical. You are in a physical body. You are a god or a devil, depending on what you do when you use this body. The body is a vehicle. It will wear out. Your soul will never wear out. And unless you lose your soul because of being so evil, you always have contact. Everything you want to know. Everything you do is part of the Creator. The Creator does not hide from you. You hide from the Creator by thinking you're physical, believing in religionists and governments and everything else, stupid. Wow, appreciate it. And uh, here's another question. This, again, this is a good, good uh, question. Uh, when dealing with, when we deal with a lot of our ancient cultures, be it Egypt, uh, different cultures in Africa, Samaria, let's talk about the what they call the Egyptian material. Uh, some say that. Some of these, these, these gods or deities or beings, they were actual literal, literally beings that walked earth. Some say that they're, they're just a, uh, a level of consciousness that exists in our DNA. How is one able to decipher between, um, some will say Osiris, Aset, Heru, um, all these beings actually walked earth. Now, I know it's, it can get confusing, like you say, if you don't look at it from a metaphysical aspect, but 
how are we to decipher between the literal aspect of some of the history that we get and or are some of these deities gods or are they they exist within our DNA within inside of us? Are they are some of them actually literal? Can you expound on that? Because that's it. That's when you that's when you start dealing religion. Religion always confuses because you are the religion that you are confused by. You need what teachings you get. Every time you go to sleep, any question you have, you can get the answer. I could give you an answer. And I'm not talking to you directly, my brother. I know you're acting only as a spokesperson for your audience. But right. any question you have, sleep on it. Used to be okay. they had big decisions and say, I'm going to sleep on it. It meant that when they slept on it, they could contact their ancestors. They could contact their guardians. They could contact their angels. They could contact their spirit helpers. And they'd sleep and they'd tell them what to do. But they had sense enough to know that. Now we don't understand. We go to psychiatrists, a sociologist, a lawyer. Come on, my God. So I'll get, anyway, let me pull it out. Anyway, no, I, you can understand that, that you can go within and contact whatever you want. Then you understand that many of these are metaphors. The last time when the sons of God and those that were high in consciousness ruled together was the 18th dynasty. That's why it's so revered. When you had Nefertiti, when you had Ankhetnaten, when you had Tutankhamun, when you had... Uh, um, I and Moot and all the rest of them again. And it was again, of course, the priest of Amun who tried to, to who did kill both both two, King Tut. And by the way, too, one of the curses there is is that King Tut's son was not called um, Tutankhamun. His name should have been Tutankhaten after his mm. father Amenophis, who changed it to the one and atoned. So therefore, that's another thing. He would never. The priest of Amun is the one that killed him. Why would he name his son after that? It was one of the other curses. The 18th dynasty was the last time that the people who lived inside the earth, the higher ones, ruled together with the people that lived on the surface. That's why the dynasty is revered. And if you notice, they had these kippahs and stuff. They had the long heads. Their heads were extremely long because they were interterrestrials. And they had psychic power. This is the last time they successfully ruled. And it, I won't curse. These Priests, as usual, couldn't stand it, so they had to go and usurp that because they no longer could rape the people, literally and figuratively, and have you being worshipped. He taught you to go to the one within and forget the priest without because they're all false. The God is you, and you're here to learn a lesson and get off this planet and go into bigger and better things. Appreciate that, Dr. Blair. And, again, this is, again, I just want to make a statement. Again, this is not a knock to anybody listening online or um, just listening on the call. I find that as as conscious people, what tends to be the problem is we can go so deep on a metaphysical level, that spell of religion in the Bible is so deep that subconsciously I just think some people can't get it out of their minds because we've had, and, and I'm sure we've all experienced this, we've had where we've gotten on such a high level spiritually on information and it just always seems like it, it, for whatever reason some people have to keep reverting back to the Bible. Now, that, that's just something that I noticed, and I, and I believe it's a sickness that's been plaguing us for, for a long time. I'm going to go back to the phones now. I'm going to bring in, I got guest six. It just says guest six. If you want to um, tell us your name and where you're calling from, you can ask Dr. Blair a question, guest number six. Are you there, guest six? Uh, this is Jack from uh, South Florida. All right, brother Jack, how you doing? You're on the call. Go ahead and ask Dr. Blair a question. Okay, Dr. Blair, I've been uh, I'm rich, it's happy to have you on the show today. Uh, I've been watching a lot of your videos, a lot of your videos, <laughs> and uh, 
Uh, I see that you're teaching the truth, you know, and uh, you you keep it in 100. So I appreciate you doing that. Um, one of your videos, and pretty much, it's someone that talked about a third sun. You said that one day we're just gonna wake up and we're gonna see a giant sun in the air, in the sky. You know, those who switch over to the fifth dimension. Uh, can you expound on that a little bit more? Uh, as far as that sun, and what type of energy should be coming from that sun? Okay, you're talking about the new sun now. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, the third sun. I think you said there's two right now. One came in 2003, and you said there's a third one that's going to reveal itself uh, in 2016. There's so it's seven times the size of our planet Earth. We couldn't even take that energy yet. It will become a luminescent, and then it's the one that will lead us into the Milky Way galaxy. Right now, as okay. say, it's, still, it's still getting to a higher developments, and if you will, again. And this is also, when you're, when you're understanding that, then you have to understand also that there's nothing new under a sun. And you have to understand that the first sun in Arcturus, and we have the whole things again. In fact, Arcturus is where I think I'm from. It took me a long time to even get that discernment, but this is where I think I did incarnate from. But nevertheless, on this new sun, hear this now. I'm going to go slowly with this one. There is something called the SOHO satellite. I think the acronym is Solar Observatory and Heliosphere. It was launched about 12 years ago by this government to orbit the sun and give reports back from the sun. Okay. On our website, because I say I've got a webmaster that is too much, and I'm so blessed. And on our website, it will show you the Soho picture. It will show you a hole in the sun. It will show you something three miles long going into the sun and then it orbits and comes around to the other side and shows you another hole in the sun and something a mile long coming out. They never taught me that the sun did not burn up everything near it, never taught me it had a hole in it, and never taught me again that it could deteriorate. Man, we wasted time being trained. Now we've got to come into consciousness and it's not waiting for us. You're going to have to speed up vibrations and explore your consciousness. Yeah. Appreciate that, Doctor. Mm -hmm. Did that answer your call, Brother Jack? Did that answer your question, Brother uh, Jack? Yeah, you you answered it. Well, quick question: What is what are the holes you said? Well, obviously, you know that from what your um, your other videos say. You said the sun is really cold. Uh, it's more of a cold energy that it because uh, space is cold, which makes sense. But uh, what are the holes you're talking about in the in the sun? What is that? Go to the website. Okay. Oh, that is obviously we don't know what a sun is. The sun's not hot. The sun's not bright. And you know, we used to I used to ask those questions again. If the sun is so hot, why is it when it's the furthest away it's it's hot, and when it's close to you it's cold? Perihelion and aphelion. It shows you again that we just we're taking matter and using friction rather than understanding higher consciousness. The sun is simply a governing body, and we're outliving that now, so that we've got to get a new sun. That's why we got to do a different dimension. Each planet becomes a sun after a while, but that's another whole journey. Mm. All right, appreciate that. That answer your call? That answer your question, Brother Jack? Yeah, you answered it. All right, appreciate Thank you. Uh-oh, did I get cut off? Oh, can you hear me, Dr. Blair? No, I, thought, I couldn't okay. have it. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're, they're playing with my phone lines over here, too, because I got a bunch of calls and try to plug in, and it, yeah. they can't hear me. So Surprised they let this kind of heavy conversation even go on as long as it has. You must be living back. Now I must be, too. <laughs> yeah, we just keep going. That's all. 
Uh, Brother Alchemist 720, I got you back on the call again from Providence, Rhode Island. I know you've been on now for a little bit. Any questions you would like to ask Dr. Blair? I basically was wondering uh, regarding the Hadron Collider uh, that's uh, out in Europe and the upcoming event, so they, they have plans for it. Um, is that something that could potentially affect us spiritually in a negative way and uh, also physically? I know that Stephen Hawking had a little piece on it, but I don't want to see what uh, what your take was on uh, what uh, on that stuff. Well, the Hadron Collider, you know, they've been building, you know, they had this other thing over there <laughs> that they were working on for the longest, and actually it broke out of containment. They 13 months before they were supposed to turn it on, they turned it on. The daggone thing broke out of the containment. It's almost like what happened over there in Chernobyl. That daggone thing went through the earth, and if it wasn't for inner gods and stuff, they could have caused a whole big problem. Just like Chernobyl, if it was really hot molten, it would have melted down to the earth's core. We are protected. The planet is protected even when we aren't. And even with stupidity following the draconic leads, there's still those who put check in them because there are other people that share this planet too, and they're not going to let some of those things happen. Not because the scientists here are so great, but because they're protected by those who also understand their stupidity and will not let them too far with any planet. Thank you. All right, appreciate that, Dr. Blair. All right, we're going to go back to the chat. we got a couple of questions on the chat for Dr. Blair. And again, Dr. Blair, I'm just reading them to you, okay? It says to speed up, one of the questions is, to speed up our vibration, does it mean that we have to emerge in spiritual knowledge and practices such as meditation, chanting, et cetera? Can you elaborate on that? It helps. Whatever device helps, again, you know, like we play instruments. Now they have the instrument that you have tubes. You just go in a circle and they make sounds. Sound and light and, and sound, light, and being is what creates matter. So sound and light and matter in meetings always do that. So tones create vibrations. Vibrations are tones. Air creates vibrations. Air is a tone. Consciousness and thought creates vibrations. Consciousness and thought is generated through the soul, and the soul is generated through the sun, and the sun is part of the universal creator's higher consciousness. Everything is everything. Sound, light, tones, levitation. This is how they used to levitate the rocks and things along this line, because there are crystals in those rocks, and those crystals have absolute energy. This is where, when you begin to understand prana and the chakra system, that was to let you understand the right of ascension up the tones. Humming playing music. Think about it. These are ways, to, another way of traveling, another way of producing matter, and another way of grounding matter into a higher vibrational rate. This is why we are, a, when you have melanin, you always have rhythm. You always have these tones because it sounds and light and crystals and instruments are all ways of summoning, all ways of making because everything is in the mind and the mind is beautiful. And when the hind of the beautiful has beautiful tones, then you create beautiful matter. When it has horrible tones, you create terrible matter. The thing is now, what's the matter that we're going to have to go where matter changes this octave into a higher thought? We're going to do it the low stuff now. The low stuff is gone for most of the souls here now. Right. Appreciate that, Dr. Blair. Um, what I wanted to ask you, then I'm going to try to go back. Uh, we got some callers from Texas I'm trying to plug in. I'm going to try to plug them back in in a minute. I've been having difficulties getting them in. Um, the question I have for you, you explained um, – um, this is something I had wrote down. Um, you you broke down the term so elegantly, Merkaba. And when since we're talking about vibration and frequency, and I can't remember which lecture it was because you've done a million of them, but um, one of the brothers had asked you, 
uh, on one of those classes, can one visit other planets while being here in human form? And you broke down the word Merkaba and how one can astrally or remote view and, and travel. Can you explain that? Yeah. First of all, the pyramids are not called pyramids. That's the name that the Greeks gave them. And the Greeks thought in terms of uh, when they saw the obelisks and then also to the pyramids, they thought of it as a, a skewer where you had a hunk of beef, tomato, potato, stuff stuck on the thing. And as the obelisk was rather the sun was cooking it. That's why fire means pyre. It means pyramus. It means that. <laughs> so this is one of the ways they imagine it. The actual name for pyramids has nothing to do with that. It's called MERS. And this is where we get our word Mr. and Mrs. People don't understand that. Mm-hmm. One mer is a Mr. A clear series of Mars is a Mrs. And they were called MERS. That's the correct name for them. And, of course, one of the bigger MERS uh, of there was found out in it. Well, I don't want to name that because I might have some fun with your audience later. But at any rate, uh, I always used to ask in the class, you know, on what desert is the Great Pyramid of, of Giza built, you know, and so on and so forth like this. Well, that's a trick question because it was on the Sahara Desert. But now the deserts have come together. And that's the last time when black people are still paying for a horrible atrocity that was done by black people only. And they're still paying for that. But nevertheless, these MERS were a means of travel. Not only can you use spaceships and UFOs and delta wings and UN saucers, which travel fast, but the highest rate of travel has nothing to do with the contraption. It's the travel of the soul through time. And that's what the pyramids refer. There are many, what they call a pyramid society, where these planets had pyramids. You could travel from pyramid to pyramid faster than you could think. Because what travels faster than light, 186,000 miles a second? Mind. Mind is instantaneous. Wherever you think you are, you are. And that's what's taking us into existence. Pyramids was another way of expressing that on a lower plane, and it's not the only way of travel. It's much faster way than any UFO or any other ship. You travel in your mind. And to show you that they did this, they used to have these canoptic jars, and they left these eviscerated remains. That was not so Noah could go on with everything two by two, but so you could take the DNA and recreate whatever you wanted when you came back, when you chose to come back. These were very advanced people. We're the ones that are dummies. Mm. Appreciate that, Dr. Blair. And speaking of the pyramids, and when, when one does research, and speaking of the melanated beings, and, and I've heard you talk about this, and there's been other people that talk about this, that obviously if you go up into Aswan and Sudan, um, there's more pyramids in what we call Nubia than there is actually in Egypt itself. And one of the questions that's being posed, there's some deities that came out of Nubia, for an example, um, Bess, the deity they call Bess, you find him actually a deity in uh, Aswan of Sudan. Actually, when those people migrated into Egypt, they brought some of those deities with them. So when we talk about the ancient Egyptians, um, when, we, when we take it back, pre, the pre-dynastic Egyptians, um, is there a connection to these, these people called the Pygmies and the Watusis? Because they, like, best is depicted as a dwarf deity or, or uh, an elf or, or a small person. Was there a connection with the pygmies and the ancient Egyptians from Nubia and and their migration into what we know as Egypt? Well, understand again. When Amenophis came back and changed his name to Akhenaten, or one who is in search of the one, the atonement, he knew what he made, he came back and took away all that teaching. He was taught by the Pharaohs of Taxila. 
And this is where he, again, had to come back into his consciousness and realize who he was. Freyote showed him the inner world and told him also that he was a denizen or a consciousness of the inner world, and that now his incarnation was to bring the inner and outer together. And this is what he did when he came back. He reached atonement, which means at one with the universal creator, and this is what he did after he was taught this again. So all of these teachings are only references to what actually had been done before. And mm-hmm. in this again, these MERS are on all planets under what they call the Galactic Confederation and so on and so forth, who use these MERS as means of vehicles to travel. In fact, it was one of the things it did to keep our Earth from being shunted out of orbit. Our Earth could have lost her life many a time. But again, because of the, 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 the structures and the vibrational rates and the pyramid power, Earth was stabilized. This is still one of the best, the best signs that we have and the best means of travel is still that equilateral triangle pyramid shape. Appreciate that, Dr. Blair. All right, we're approaching our last 30 minutes, and again, I want to thank you, Dr. Blair, for taking time out of your busy schedule or for spending this time with us, and people are greatly appreciating it. I can't put it into words because I know you're extremely busy. Um, we're gonna, again, before you leave, I want, again, before you um, step off, I want you to give, people, you give your um, website again towards the end before you leave and your contact information and things of that nature, because there's a bunch of people that have come in uh, since you did that in the beginning of the show. So I'll make sure you do that again uh, before you depart from us. Uh, I'm going to try to go back to Texas, and I got some more questions on the chat for Dr. Blair. Um, again, let me try to plug in. I'm having problems in Texas. I don't know what they're doing out there, but I can't get you guys in. I'm going to try again. Texas, you're on the call. Can you, can you hear me? Texas? Can you hear me? All right, it's not working. All right, let's go back to the uh, chat. Uh, and, again, I'm reading the question to you, Dr. Blair. It says, when we dream, and Dr. Blair has touched a lot on going to sleep and, and having dreams because he's basically saying that's the, that's the solution to contacting your spiritual ancestors for the questions and the answers you're seeking. But I'm going to read the question again. But when we dream, is this a moment when we are communicating with the gods and the dreams are actual messages to answers we seek? I think you already answered that, but if you want to real quick. Yeah, I thought I did. I guess I didn't. Uh, well, <laughs> things are simply what they call a different state. They call it yeah, rim, uh, rapid eye movement, all this kind of stuff. If you take in the monatomic gold, if you're not so being radiated by all these drugs and stuff like this and by these cell phones, you know, people, I'm getting to the point now, too, but you have to understand, blockers are many things. There are people who go to sleep at night in their bed with coiled metal springs and lay their cell phone right alongside their bed in their head. My God, you could go to have nothing but nightmares. They go to sleep with the televisions on, and television you really can't turn off. And all electronic things should be taken out of the place you sleep. It's bad enough as you got metal coils right there as it is, right near outlets in the walls. So once you can understand how to free yourself of all these other devices, and you can begin to program yourself and take the monatomic gold and use the magnets and stuff like this to enhance, there's nothing you can't do. But you have to put away the things that these dracons have got to stop you from being able to do what they can do. They don't have souls. So why in the world they want you to contact a guardian can tell you how to be free of them? So they're always going to do things with you. They dominate us. That's why they make all these contractions and devices. You cannot watch the TV set for an hour and a half without going to sleep because that's what they do. So once you understand that and you can get away these blockers, now you get back to what you should be able to do, to go into darkness and to go into light, to you to come out of your body and to contact your guardians. 
to get your questions answered, to talk to the guys, because you're a God incarnate. You just don't understand that. Now you can begin to become powerful, because now you understand that what you on is a little low-down zoo planet that you had to come here for lessons learned. Once you learn the lessons, you can become the gods that you had to come here to experience. And, of course, once you suffer and once you're supposed to hear, you become a good god. Because if you can take it through here, you learn compassion, you learn hatred, you learn love, you learn everything. That qualifies you for Godhead. Okay, appreciate that, Dr. Blair. All right, another question I'm going to take on the chat. Um, What happens to uh, children, stillborns, um, miscarriages, souls that, I guess, try to make the journey here but don't physically fully incarnate? Um, so the question is, what 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 are those, how are those incidences described or explained? What what is a, a, a individual soul that's a stillborn or a miscarriage? Could you elaborate many, on? Many souls because of the karma dharma, and understand we always talk about karma, and the same Vishunada and the same uh, the same uh, the, the holy text of the Krishna. Now they teach about not just karma but dharma. Oh, we call everything karma. We don't even understand taking from another person's text what they were trying to say in the Upanishads. Dharma is good action. Karma is rightfully action based on the wrong that you did till you learn how to get over it. And this is what we're here, to get karma, dharma to a point where we get away from our old past and stop being drawn back into reincarnation again. So once you can understand that, then you understand, too, that the Vishunada, that when you go, you know, we were talking about the chakras early. When you go, again, you know, from the Mulahadra, when you go up to the Swadhisthana, when you go up to the Manapura, when you go up to the Anahata, the Vishuddha, Asna, Shishara, all of these are stages of consciousness that you're living at one time. That's why we have to have a complex physical body, because the spirit body would not allow us to go into a physical planet. We come down here to learn basics. Then when we go to the ascension of the gods, we've learned that right. Gods are not born, they're made. That's why you have to go through this if you're going to become a god. Appreciate that, Dr. Blair. I'm going to take another question off the chat, and then I'm going to go back to the phones, and uh, we'll take a couple more calls. Uh, again, if you we got a bunch of people coming in just listening live. If you're just, just tuning in, Dr. Blair might have already answered a question um, that you you might be getting ready to ask, so but we'll we'll try to plug in. But again, you're listening to Dr. Delbert Blair, uh, and again, we appreciate you coming by, Dr. Blair. Um, next question we have is reincarnation. Um, we all reincarnated beings, and I heard you talk about this on many of your lectures that we've all been here multiple times. Um, the question is, how many times does one have to come here? And I'm reading it as is, till one ascends or becomes back into a being of light and energy or back to the essence of all. Um, How many times does one have to come here? Until one learns not to create karma. And one learns you cannot take a life here without paying for that life and getting earthbound. And all these black people that are being killed, if the fools only understood what they were doing, they wouldn't do it, even though they may hate the color of their skin. It's 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 that... Envy of what it is there again. Once you now in wars, that's a whole thing. You got whole planets where they're so warrior like they're just lost, okay? But when you take an individual's life, like they're killing these black children, 12 years old, and all this stuff, they think they're smart. Now they've created an earth clown spirit which will haunt them, which would denigrate and bring them to diseases, and until they get on to change the soul that they cut short. They're earthbound, 
and that's hell. Because right. now open, you watch what's going to happen to some of these people. Man, they're earthbound, the spirits will haunt them, they cannot graduate, and until the person's life they took, they'll never get off this planet. And this planet is about to go into pure hell. When we start fighting these wars, they will be part of the wars, and they will think the wars are happening because they cannot raise their consciousness. Everything here is justice. We just don't understand karma, dharma, and the justice law on a planet like this. Appreciate that, Dr. Blair. And one thing I've always uh, said on the show is, and like you say, you can see in nature, you see the cataclysmic changes the planet's going through. You see spiritually and mentally what's going on. And, you know, I've always said that a lot of these events that are going on, like you said, if you're not attuning yourself into these things, then you become a victim to it. But if you're changing and, and, and working with nature conducively, you'll you'll make that transition. And I think people that are worried about a lot of that stuff, and this is just my interpretation of it, I could be wrong, you could expound more on it. I think people that are concerned with that stuff, there's a disturbance within themselves that they haven't gotten right. Um, because, again, if we're working in conjunction from, a, like you say, from the metaphysical aspect and we're seeing the the true core and the essence of these things, we, we're able to change with it. But, I, I, you know, I believe that if you don't see it, you know, you become a victim to it. Um, so I just want to throw that in there. Uh, all right, the next question, I'm going to go back to the uh, phones. I'm going to try again. Texas, let's see if we can we can do this again. Uh, Texas, can you hear me? You're, you're on the call. Okay. You know, it's there's a lot of changes down in Texas. You aware of that? Yeah, I heard you talking about it. Can you expound on that, Dr. Blair? The weather changes down there now, too, and there's a whole different vibrations down there because there's a big, uh, you know, Texas is a very interesting place, and it's right near the border. And that area down there is going to have a volcanic eruption. And right now, the weather is changing, and a lot of the vibrations there are, are coming down. Uh, I happen to know a lot of people there that are going through that. There's a resurgence. In fact, that's where I was poisoned, okay, in Texas. Wow. We used to speak down there with Commissioner Don Wiley Price again. It's always like a melting pot there, and many things are changing. Just like, you know, just to skip with that one, too, just like out in California. In Napa Van, do you know that they're about to lose the wineries out there? That the Napa no. wine and all this kind of thing? It's a drought bowl. Well, along with mm. all this, there's a drought about to destroy everything there, and yet we talk of, of, of what's happening there. On the planet, karma and dharma, are balancing, and everything that has ever done anything must get it balanced or it cannot go into the new dimension. You haven't begun to see the changes that can happen on this planet. Appreciate that, Dr. Blair. Uh, another question somebody's typing in, Dave. Um, you've talked about this blue pyramid on some of your lectures. They want to know, can you expound a little bit more on, on that blue pyramid that you talk about sometimes? Well, there's a blue pyramid out in the middle of the, of the Pacific Ocean. Not Atlantic, Pacific, let me get that straight. It's about 1,800 miles off the coast. Uh, it's, it's double the size. There's the same kind of a dimensional pi, pi 3.14 quota, but it's blue. And a lot of the signals that are going international is not from this cable that they laid in the ocean because they're about in signals off this blue pyramid, and they don't tell you that. And they didn't build it. And it's blue. And this is where most of the things are being bounced off of. Obviously, the gods built it, or the ancient ones built it, or somebody else built it, or the Sumerians built it, or whatever. But it's out there. They don't tell you a thing about that. They're telling you about the cable that's been laid there. No, that's one that they have found and is simply utilizing. Wow, appreciate that, Dr. Blair. All right, next question is on your, it says, on your Are Black People Extraterrestrials lecture, you talk about, 
um, downloading satellites. Let me explain. I'm going to explain it the best what it says here. Um, you had talked about on there if you, for an example, go to Google and you type in something and that information comes up, you, you explained on there that you basically just contacted a um, roaming satellite. So the question is, if that's capable of happening, can these same satellites project images and, and thoughts into you subconsciously as the question? Oh, yeah, not only that, as I say, they put chips in you. Every time you go to the hospital, you're born, they put chips in you. Always people hearing voices and stuff. Of course, they got a chip in them. They're messing over these people. Now, if you take, you you can go and you can type in on your cell phone. You can type in Epsilon Butte. You can type in Alpha Centauri. You can type in Mari Chrysium. What did I say? That's two galaxies and a, and a crater on the moon. Something either has a file copy or will give you a direct picture and download it to you. You just made contact with an orbiting satellite. You're holding this damn device, part expression in your hand, putting your other hand on it, and getting radiated like crazy. Mm. And no diode on it around, because they don't even know what diodes are. Everybody who uses any of these contraptions need to have a diode. That's the first thing you need, because you cannot take away the frequency patterns of radiation, because everything they make has elf waves. They do that purposely, too. All these new devices all carry extra low frequencies, and without diodes, you're subject to them. And can you tell can you tell the listeners you do offer diodes to protect yourself against that? Can you just touch on that real quick? Yeah, we got cell phone diodes. We got diodes. We got the diode plastics. You can put your food and things on it. it takes the radiation out of it again. We've got the diodes for your um, what do you call the microwave ovens? You got the diodes for your MP3 players. You got the diodes for your watches. You got the diodes for the electric blankets that you sleep under and killing yourself. Everything they make. And one of the worst things around is the Clastron tube. What they call that thing? So this microwave oven, because it has a Clastron tube. When you eat the food hot, you're eating raw radiation. When it cools off, you don't want it. Everything they make emits extra low frequencies. That's why they got them, and they got everybody playing games. They even got. Women, two women that drove off a pier, texting. They got guy that hit a tree, texting. How can you text and go through all that stuff? They got children that spend all day. I think I said at the beginning, they spend in the same house, instead of talking to each other, they're texting each other. You got a husband and wife or, or two mates together in the bed texting. Come on. Yeah, I mean, this is ridiculous. And the children, instead of using their mental capabilities, they're spinning the Xboxes and stuff. That's how they capture them. And that's how they program them. And that's how, they lose, that's how you lose your children. Instead of getting out in the sun and doing things, in, we're using gadgets. And these gadgets are all made to keep you down into low vibration. You got this, and that's not bad enough. They got chemtrails. We won't even touch that. <laughs> Appreciate it, Dr. Blair. All right, we got about 20 minutes, so I'm going to take a couple more. I'm going to go to Mike in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Go ahead, Mike, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You're on the call. Hello, Mike. Go ahead. Uh, yes, doc, uh, Dr. Blair? Yes. Yes, I just have one question. I know you were speaking about the radiation from cell phones and also in a previous class. You were talking about the radiation when you're in a vehicle, and that can cause prostate cancer. I know you're talking about all these different subjects, and with all the all of these different things going on, how are you supposed to raise yourself as far as astrally projecting, et cetera, and so on? Very easy. 
understand that almost everything they teach you is a lie. Understand that you are a soul in a body for a learning session, and you're as close as your nearest angel or guardian. And stop getting trained and must to to the religious practice to forget what you said you did. You're here for in order to get the karma and dharma over with again. Stop using so much of their gadgets and understand the biggest gadget you have is your pineal gland and your melanin and the fact that you're in a body to learn. Once you do that, you get away from all their stupid practices because the stupidity that they're using on you, ignorance. And ignorance is the business demeanor, the biggest demeanor we ever have, again, per se. As I stated, there's cell phone towers. And then there's what they call pyramid uh, diomids, dial which can protect you from those big towers. They're high-tension power ladders. Diomids can protect you from that. They're laptops. Put a cell phone diode on there. Television sets, whether it's high-def or plasma, put a cell phone on there. Wireless routers and satellite radio receivers, put a diomid on there. Put a diamond on your oven, radar equipment, MP3 players, video game stations, x-ray units, home wiring things again. Everything they use is to keep you low in vibration. Put them in check by using the diodes. Start taking the monatomic gold. Stop getting the genetically modified food, 15 hamburgers for a penny with formaldehyde and mercury. Start doing what you know you should be done. And if you don't know what to do, pray on it. Don't pray to some God and some Jesus and some Allah. Go inside and say, hey, I'm down here. I'm learning a lesson the hard way. Help. And you'll get your help. You go through these psychiatrists. They'll put you in the worst thing, put a chip inside you, and you'll be held as a crazy person. <laughs> Appreciate that, Dr. But Does that answer your question, Mike? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Uh, we're just going to take a couple more questions, and then we're going to let Dr. Blair uh, close out. Um, the other question that we have here, Dr. Blair, um, you talk about on one of your lectures it says about, uh, I'm just going to read what it says here, some torture towers in Chicago. Um, they have these towers that are, are just different levels where they conduct experiments or, or tortures, if I'm saying that right. Can you expound on that? Yeah, that was the newest day. It's not new, but it's new to me, and it's new to most people in Chicago. Uh, Alex Jones and some of the ones that they were, they were there here last, last weekend where they found out over, I don't know how many people are familiar with Chicago, but it's at Holman and Fillmore where they have now uh, torture towers where they actually go in there and rape people, uh, push broom butts up, up guys' butts. I mean, these are some sick you-know-whats, man. And they right. came here. And then once they get them trained here, they send them over to Afghanistan to practice it there. Now it's turned out that there might be five or six of them here in Chicago alone. If there are five or six in Chicago, that means Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, any place you've got a big city, they're doing the same thing. They're evil. And, wow. they're and right into now, it's bringing out the best and the worst. Wow. That's serious, man. That's what I'm saying. we got we got to start waking up, and then we got to see what's going on around us. And that's, again, that's... That's the purpose of this show, and that's what we tell everybody awake in the universal minds. And, and, you know, people ask a lot of questions, and I, and I keep telling them, if you're not taking any steps to put this information into practice and doing the things you need to do, whether it's taking the monatomic gold, et cetera, things of that nature, then nothing's going to change for you. You're, you're just constantly going to be asking questions. You're just going to be a, a walking encyclopedia of information, and, and that's pretty much it. I'm going to take one last question, and then we're, we're going to let Dr. Blair again uh, give us his contact information, his website, and, and I want him to just briefly go over his products again real quick, and we'll let him just give a closing statement. Uh, the last question that I have here is you just, you just mentioned somebody says about hamburgers. There, there was a movie years ago, Dr. Blair, I'm sure you're familiar with, Soylent Green with Charlton Heston. I don't know if you're familiar with that movie where 
they were rounding up humans and they were actually using the human flesh to feed people on the planet. Uh, so the question is, and you had talked about earlier, food for the gods, et cetera, things of that nature. Um, when we talk about these places such as McDonald's and, and uh, Burger King and Wendy's, uh, um, there's not enough, obviously, real estate on the planet to bury physical bodies. Are are these disagreeable beings, these draconians, these reptilians, the Illuminati, are they actually recycling human flesh and putting it into these food chains and are we eating this stuff? Worse than that, they put insects in there, they put rats in there, they put anything they wanted to. They're GMO, genetically modified. Thank Monsanto for that, okay? Monsanto's down there in Hawaii, too. I sure hope that lava burns their whole damn place up again. But, yeah, they're the ones that did this. They made the Terminator seeds. You got seeds now that won't come up with one germination, Terminator seeds. So if they don't have wheat germ and stuff in this stuff, how can they come up again? They put you in jail if you sell non-genetically modified, non-genetically seeds again. They want you dead. They want you sick. And they're doing everything they can to keep this kind of mess going on again. Once you can understand that there's a battle going on and that all this stuff that they give, formaldehyde in the food, one of the worst things you can give is what they call fluoride. There are p- women and men who brush their baby's teeth with fluoride. They want fluoridated toothpaste. That'll make a man into a woman and a woman into a man faster than anything else they got. They even spray it in the air. They got bromide in the air. That looks like these cobwebs that come down because it's bromide. That'll make up any of your messed up any of your, 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 your membranes and stuff like this. They want you controlled. Let me throw out this, too, because a lot of times you get them. We have under the magnetic line. We have block magnets. You can still get a block magnet. Six and a half pounds, $5,000. Expensive as heck, but you can still get it. We also have penis enhancers. We have the things that stop all this prostate trouble that these guys are going through and help them through that mess. That's one of the worst surgeries you can ever get. It's when they give a guy these prostatitis again, by which they actually take a protein that they're searching for again, if you think you have a, a prostate-specific antigen, and they actually ram this. Well, I don't want to get descriptive. But if you use our enhancers, you don't have to go through any of that pain. You can heal the prostate, depending on how, you know, how bad it is really are. Because what happens is, again, is that the red blood cells contain iron. The iron is drawn to the magnet. It also contains oxygen. So your erection is when oxygen and so gets into the blood down there. So now you put on this little ring of of magnets, you wear it, and it's giving you an erection, it's getting the blood flow, and you don't have to have the daggone surgery. Tell me if that isn't a gift from the gods. And the people don't even understand that again. So that's another thing we have. We have the male enhancers. You have to know your size and stuff, and you're not exchangeable. But we have those too. Magnets, magnets take away pain and speed up healing. So use the magnets there for a lot of things. This is why we carry so many products, because the more I learn, the more I try to make things available, forgetting that the banks would never finance me, that the loan companies would never get these things to me. So now I'm stuck out here with a whole bunch of things, but at least when I give these consultations, I can tell people what they should have, and if they choose to, they can get some of these things to, to, the, to, the, to the center. Appreciate that, Dr. Blair. All right, we're going to stop taking the questions. And, again, Dr. Blair, before we let you go, um, again, I'm most, and I'm sure everybody uh, listening to the show, really appreciate you taking your time out and spending a couple hours with us. I mean, we can't even put a price on that, and I know you've got an extremely busy schedule and you're constantly working night and day. Um, but, again, if you could, real quick, give people your website again um, and contact information so people that didn't hear it earlier in the show can get that information. 
Well, first of all, Brother Ruskin, let me thank you for inviting me, for giving no me the, the pleasure and the privilege of being on your show with people that you've earned their respect from. So when you share that, that's unless a man can give to a man, a woman to a woman, is to share with those friends and those, you know, somebody you think that has something to give. I don't know how much I have to give, but I'm giving what I can. I expect back in turn many things that I never get, but the only expectance I have now is that I don't have to go through this karma one more time, and I'll do anything to avoid that. So I want to thank you for inviting me on. Thank you for your humbleness and respect, and I thank you again because you didn't have to do it, but you did. Now, having no um, the contact number for me at the center is seven. The phone number, first of all, is 708 422 6685 708 422 6685. The website is www.worldwideworldweb. The T H E Meta Center, You push the number two dot com. You don't type it in because when you type but it doesn't help me a thing because YouTube steals from me. They got 38 sites stealing my information. Brother Merritt out there in New York is the only black man, and uh, these are all black people stealing from me too. It's not white men stealing from me. This is the only one that pays me for what he gets, and that's it. Everybody else, including some of these sites, and I, I was going to, well, I'm not even going to go into that. Anyway, they steal from me. So if you go to that when you get on my website, once you get to the website, it's loaded. You can stay up there all week. As I say, we have pictures up there of things that you do, wouldn't even believe. We have consultations if you want them. They're 50 bucks. If, you ask to, if you're trying to get a lecture or something like that, I become expensive because I'm getting older. Travel is not a pleasure to me, and I do charge accordingly. But I do bring with me some things that you can utilize, and so that's up to you if you want to do it again. So I'm doing one, of course, also this Saturday. And, of course, they now had to go and divide the sexes. Okay, you say we always divided the sexes. No, they just had Black History Month. Now they got Women's History Month. What did blackness have to do with not being a woman in black history? I have black that I teach about women all the time. They wanted to make some more money, and they wanted to get some more, more women come together and more females going against males, and this is what they're trying to do now. By the way, too, we get into the whole thing about lesbianism and why every time there's a civilization about to change, that's what you begin to get is homosexuality. We'll explain to you the reason why homosexuality is grown. Some of it is real, some of it is unreal, but all of it has a purpose, and that's to foster these blankly blank aliens and stop the human race from being multiplied. So again, as I say again, I cover so much territory. I meditate all the time. Yes, meditation is one of the ways, because you asked me that and I didn't answer that. It's one of the ways of getting into it, and we teach two different kinds of meditation. One, the golden circle. The other can be taught to me as a people at one time, because I teach you to go within and to tune to what's inside you, which most people don't tell you to do. So that's pretty much all I can say. This Saturday, as I state, if they want, if you go to our website and you sign up, it's $15 if you can afford to pay me. And once you can go to the website there again, you can join us in our telephone conference. It's all by telephone. It's from 2.15 to 4.15 Central Standard Time. If you want to come to our center and you're in the general area again, then you'd have to come out to the GPS is, is uh, 60453. If not, Go to our website. It will give you the exact address. It will give you the time. And we always have, if you're coming here, we have documentaries. We have things that you would not believe. 
I got documents to keep you here 365 days. And we also serve refreshments. We have our meditation circles if you're here. So that's pretty much it. Uh, on our website, of course, we give you the coordinates if you want it. And I just don't know what else to say, my brother, but to thank you. And I mean this from my heart. I do not say what I don't mean. I thank you for being patient with me, for inviting me to come on your show, for sharing your audience. And if any of this can help them to help me and to help their loved ones to get off this planet in a successful way, then it's worth it. And I'd like to close with what I call the universal prayer. We usually mail this out with your first order. And I have millions of people saying it takes only about 35 uh, minutes to say it again. I mean 35 seconds. It's please, universal creator, know in my heart that I love you. Please protect me and this planet on which I live now. Please open my mind, my spirit, and my soul to receive only truth and your love now. We say say that anytime you need to. Say that anytime you're feeling down and out. Say that and mean it. It's just as good as any other prayer, but at least let you know that you believe in the Creator, that you believe that you're here for only a time, and that you are not deserted until you desert yourself. Consciousness has no beginning and no end. The Creator will always be. And as long as you have a soul, you'll always be part of creation. Thank you so much, Dr. Blair. And, again, appreciate you coming on. And we definitely hope you're able to come on again in the future. Um, you have a great rest of the week. Create a blessing. We want to thank everybody for joining us. And we will see you on the next show. Hotep family. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.